0: Welcome to the CLIL for Teachers and Teams podcast. In this podcast, I share practical tips and tricks for implementing CLIL into your organization, within your school, or in your lesson. My name is Patrick de Boer, and I'm a CLIL teacher from the Netherlands, as well as a CLIL teacher trainer and coach. And in this podcast, I'd like to share my ideas and experiences with you in order to get CLIL on top of your mind. Have fun listening. (music) welcome to another episode of this CLIL podcast for teachers and teams. Um, And the purpose of this podcast is really to help you out with CLIL in your lesson or within your team, whatever suits your needs. And I'm going to focus a bit more specifically on teachers. Um, But if you are a coordinator or if you are a trainer, feel free to listen to this as well and take away from this what you feel is necessary. Um, First of all, sorry for not sharing this podcast the uh, the previous couple of weeks. Um, I was on holiday and um I've been quite busy and I didn't have time to record a podcast. Also, I did record one podcast but the audio quality was really bad so I decided to um delete it. Um, and I will also pay a bit more attention to the quality of the of the voice. Right now I might even go back and re-record previous sessions or or edit them to make sure that and um, they're better to hear listen to and I'm curious to hear if the quality of this recording is good and if you feel um, it's easy to listen to. I did some editing to make sure that it is. Of course, editing, when it comes to quality, as I said before, when I introduced this podcast, I'm not going to edit the podcast in itself. Um, I'm recording this and then it goes live because I'd like this to be as if I'm, well, talking to you as a person and not this being some kind of fancy showish Podcast. Anyway, um, again, thank you for listening. Today I want to talk with you about some things that CLIL and can and cannot do. And the reason I want to do that is because um, I recently started allowing teachers to, to plan a call with me and discuss the challenges. And that's partly because I'm just curious to hear what your challenges are, and also partly because um, I'm developing an online course and I want to hear your feedback on that. Um, and And one of the things that I noticed is that some teachers also during training sessions sometimes have challenges and then they tell me what they face and I'm like yeah, well, I'm I'm sorry but that's not something CLIL can solve the same by the way whenever I visit lessons and I observe things and I need to provide feedback on the way CLIL was implemented sometimes I'm a bit at loss for words because one of the things and let me just go into it immediately one of the things that CLIL cannot solve is bad class management. If you can't get your students to listen to you, if you can't let, get your students to be respectful or, or do what you want them to do, then CLIL can't solve that for you. And it sounds a bit harsh maybe, but I think that CLIL is all about the didactic approach. Um, of course, there is an education, the, the educational approach of you. Of course, there's a pedagogical approach approach to teaching as well but that's not really what CLIL is, CLIL is the didactical approach, it's the way you teach and um, I'm assuming that whenever you teach CLIL you also take care of those basic things like respectful and um, being respectful to each other creating a le- safe learning environment all those boxes need to be ticked before CLIL can work and yes um, I also think that CLIL can help you with this if you um, want to have more engaging lessons then CLIL comes into play you can work with that but it's not gonna work if you don't have the basics set up and, and, and actually get students to listen to you and the other thing that I, I don't think Clio can solve is um, help you out when you just start teaching and um, you are not really experienced with teaching and just start teaching CLIL right away often teachers who do that are not really using Clue; they're just teaching in English and, and translating their lessons whether what your first language was going to be anyway in my case that's Dutch. Uh, I had a discussion with the teacher last week and she said well whatever I teach I basically just translate my lesson in English and that's not a bad thing if the direction is that you start with CLIL in your your, um, um, English based lessons and then transfer those CLIL concepts to your Dutch lessons or your first um, uh, your native language. But it is something bad if you don't do anything else and just translate it. Because CLIL is not about translating your lesson. It's about making sure the students are engaged with the the language that you're also teaching. So that's something that I'm I'm worried about. If teachers who start out with bilingual education and have to start teaching CLIL and have little to no experience with teaching in and of itself, I completely understand that it might be a bit difficult to actually immediately use CLIL. I remember when I finished teacher training, it took me 2-3 years before I, well, didn't feel like I was constantly one step behind, you know, only after a couple of years of teaching you start recognizing things, um, you think, oh I've experienced this before, not everything is new to you anymore. I was able to teach in English because I had uh, my, my bilingual background. But I don't think I was implementing CLIL very effectively just yet back then, even though I was already really into making sure the students were engaged, etc. It was more because I thought it was just good teaching. And that's something that I talked about before. I think many elements of CLIL are about good teaching anyway, but that's not a discussion. Um, so I only, after a couple of years, started focusing a bit more on CLIL. And then I realized, oh, this is what I should be doing. And this is what, I, what, what works and what doesn't work. And this is how I can help my students... Get better at English and not just at maths. Um, and I can do both without needing a lot of extra preparation time. So, those are two things I think CLIL cannot solve for you. It cannot compensate for inexperience and it cannot um, compensate for well, bad management, bad classroom management. It can related to class management, help to make sure that your students are, are simply more engaged. Your lessons are, well, more fun, if you will. I'm not talking about playing games, but students who are engaged and feel like they do tasks, that are meaningful students that feel like you listen to them respectfully, but also play into their uh, challenges and their experiences. They are more eager to listen to you. I had a discussion with a teacher last week on another talk. To- I, I have a lot of discussion with teachers, I know. Um, We had a CLIL coaching dinner with a few CLIL coaches last week. So there's a lot of things I heard there that I thought were really useful. And I will share more on that probably in other podcasts. But um, this CLIL coach shared that um, he found that some students, for example, were a bit less motivated in year three before they stopped with the first part of their bilingual education program. Um, And then we talked about how CLIL can motivate those students. But, of course, you can have the same problem when you just start out with CLIL if the students answer in year one 12 year old and they have little to no experience in English motivation might just be an issue as well so that's something that if you implement CLIL effectively can certainly play a role in um, but it's not something that it's not a magic wand you can just you know use and then all the problems are away it's something to be aware of but I think CLIL in and of itself can be implemented in in, in any way possible. I remember a story and I'm not sure who told me this story. So if you were this person, let me know and I'll um, mention you in the show notes. But I once read a story, someone told me, well, um, he had a text on the relativity theory of of, of Einstein and he used that with, um, um, I don't know, six or seven year olds, something like that. And you might think, well, this text is way too hard for them, it's way too academical, it's you know that they, they don't even know what physics is, might even not even be able to spell it, you know. So that's 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 tricky. And then he would sit down with that and he would talk about what's a noun and let students find nouns in this text. You could even talk about what letters what words start with a P, you know, something like that. In other words, you could if you make sure that the task you set is on the appropriate level for your target audience, it doesn't matter what your resources are, it's all about effective task management, um, so so that's where I think CLIL can really help out, setting useful tasks to improve engagement so students are more engaged in the lesson and then in general and that will be my, my second, this is what CLIL can do, is it would generally improve the teaching, um, a lot of teachers who use CLIL in bilingual education start changing their regular lessons as well because they notice the, the concepts of CLIL simply work in a regular lesson as well. And of course, it's it's, it's going to be slightly different when you talk about the language element there. Um, but I would argue that language is important in a regular lesson as well. Um, and there might not always be enough focus on that. So that's something that I, I really feel um, CLIL can... Can, can can play a role focus on language makes increase engagement um, and scaffolding etc all of those things work in regular education um, now this might all seem a bit daunting you know I'm, I'm mentioning all of those words all those phrases and things that um you might feel a bit um, insecure about so i already mentioned during this month in march i'm open to, to to free coaching sessions if you just want to spar with me and see what you um, what your challenges are and see if there's anything that I can do to help you out um, let me know you, I'll put the link in the show notes or you go to my website you can find the, the, the book a free call button there Um, it's only in March but it's just because I want to see what I can do to help you out even more and get those students to actually be more engaged and be more active in your lesson because I think that is certainly possible. And even if you just start out with teaching, I think it's important to focus on this. But I would always talk about okay, so what are your current challenges? And if they have to do with class management, if they have to do with organizational issues, those are not things that you can solve with CLIL. Oh, one more thing. I just mentioned organizational issues. That's also something I sometimes hear teachers say, right? Um, that there's just things in the organization that are a bit hard to tackle. That's also not something CLIL can solve. I I'm I'm The organization needs to be well-structured for teachers to be able to actually implement CLIL effectively. And I hear a lot of teachers often say, well, it's just not the highest priority of a school. So that's also something that um, can be a challenge. Anyway, what are your challenges? Does this sound like something that you run into or do you have totally different challenges? Do you agree with this? I'm curious to hear your opinion. Um, That's it for this podcast. And I look forward to to, to recording more of these again. And um, good luck with listening to the other episodes if you haven't done so already. Yes, I speak fast. I'm afraid you'll have to get used to that. Um, And I hope the quality of this episode is also a bit better than the previous ones. Let me know. Looking forward to hearing from you. Be sure to book a free uh, coaching call if you're interested. And um, good luck with your clear lessons.